Welcome to the podcast, a podcast dedicated to highlighting the incredible students, staff, and community we have here in the Cache County School District. We are your hosts. I'm Tim Smith. And I'm Gary Thomas. Join us as we hit the road to visit schools across the district and explore what makes learning in Cache County such an awesome adventure. Author Robert Louis Stevenson said, I kept always two books in my pocket, one to read, one to write in. Our guest today, Skyview High School teacher Marty Reeder, is known for always having a book to read in the pocket of his cargo pants. But what some community members may not know is Marty has also written a book. You know, Tim, I've always wondered what goes into writing and publishing a book. I'm excited to hear what Marty can tell us about the process. Let's head to Skyview. Let's ride. Okay, we're here at Skyview High School in Marty Reeder's classroom. Marty, tell us a little bit about yourself as a teacher. Uh, I am a teacher in English and Spanish teacher um, for the last 18 years. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, so I've, I mainly teach uh, seniors in English and then in some Spanish, some sophomores, juniors, and seniors. Uh, and I've got a smattering of freshmen now, which has been a really exciting uh, change of pace for me. So I, I keep on learning how to be a better teacher by expanding my opportunities. Marty, when I was here with you, you were my utility man, meaning uh, when it came to master schedule, you could cover anything. And, and you not only taught English and Spanish, but I know I threw some social studies at yeah, you at times. Yeah, history and government. I actually love those still. I, some, some teachers and even our administrators now don't even know, but I, it's, it's still a passion of mine and I, I miss it. But uh, I'm, I'm happy where I am now. I think that's, I, I've landed where I was meant to. But I really do love history. I, I love government. I would have taught earth science if you would have offered it to me. I, I, was, I think math is my limit, though. I, I'm, I'm not able to get there quite yet. But I'm getting better at it. I'm, I feel like I'm improving. So I'll let you know when I'm ready. So you just love being a teacher. What's the best thing about being a teacher? I think, well, the best thing about being a teacher is, is the learning process. I think, that, I think that's something that I want to keep on doing is, is learning. And teaching lets you do that because you're in a classroom with students and students can teach you. Like I'm, I just barely started a project where these students are going to go out and learn something from our local community. And I love it because I'm like, hey, uh, you got it. you're going to be teaching me. I don't know this information. And it's not on the internet. And you're just going to be the first people to learn this. And you teach me. And so in my classes, I try to create this structure where we're all learning together. And I, I just, if, if I stop learning, I think I get bored. And so I need, <laughs> I need students to allow me the opportunity to keep learning. And so in my Spanish classes, I'm like, well, let's figure out how we would say that like together. Or in history, I would, I would try to get them to research different topical parts of history and come back and report. And so I think for me, I love to learn. And so if I can teach something, then that means that I'm learning it and so are students. And that's a pretty, works out pretty well. You know, one other unique thing about you is that you're also an author. Uh, in fact, that's why we're here today. Tell us how that came about. In sixth grade, in, in my journal, it said, uh, I, I moved on from wanting to be a doctor. So then I was like, all right, something else. And then my parents were teachers. I was like, I like teaching. Like, I could be a teacher. So I was like, I want to be a teacher or an author. And so 
I really liked writing. I wrote my journal like I was writing to an audience, like they were actually going to hear it. I would, I would always love teachers who would give us uh, writing assignments where we had some kind of create, creative leeway, where we could choose different ways to present information, more than what we, you know, the normal bounds of the assignment, or wouldn't assign us topics, and we would figure out our own topics and then write about them. I ended up really getting into reading and liking it, and I was captivated by stories that had, had good characters in exciting adventures, learning good things, and, and over all sorts. You, know, you could get fantasy, you could get realistic fiction, you could get science fiction, and I would find those, and, and I was like, that's, they all have those, some of those things in common. Like That's something that, that good writing can do. And so, so I would write, I, I had um, some interesting stories when I was a kid that I would write and, uh, and give to my mom. And my mom loved them all. She, I, it's up to her. They'd still be in an anthology. I don't, she might be the only one <laughs> to buy it. Job. That's a mom's job. My dad was maybe my best editor because I remember I brought him something because mom was gone. So, so I got both. I got, my dad actually was an English, he, he was a PE teacher. So a lot of people didn't know that he was an English minor and he, he had a really acute sense of good writing. And uh, my mom is a librarian. She's a very prolific reader. But my dad was the editor side, and he, I needed that. I think every good writer needs that. So when I got into college, I, I wrote a, a column for the, for the Utah Statesman. Um, uh, that, was good. that was good practice as well, because I'm working with an editor. Because at first, I would just write what they said, you write whatever. And so I did, and it was great. But I had an editor come in, and he said, you're going to drop the amount that you're writing in half, and, uh, and we're going to limit it to local topics. And I was like, you can't tell me what to do. I've been writing for this paper for three years, you know. But he was like, otherwise, we're not publishing. And I was like, oh, okay, you can tell me what to do. And it was the best thing for me. It made me a lot more uh, concise of a writer, and it, it made me uh, recognize my audience. And that was really important. And, uh, and then that was the year I won an award from the state for my writing. And I was like, this really ought to go to my editor. Like, because there there's no way I would have got this three years before. Like, it just wasn't that good of writing. And I think, I hope that I can be that for my students. I can be both encourage them, but also be their editor and help them to be better. And so I think I brought a lot of that with me to teaching because I, I really valued that uh, um, kind of feedback. Finally, I was teaching a creative writing class, and I was telling students, I, I make them send their stuff into publishers. And um, so I was like, okay, we, you know, they, they don't like to do it, and they're uncomfortable doing it. And they're like, you know, like, why, why do we have to do this? And I was like, that's, you got to be rejected. You got to, you know, all these things. You got to go through what authors do. Uh, and then they'd ask me about my experience. And so, I was like, well, yeah, I, I had something published, and I, I've been rejected plenty of times. And I was like, man, I... If I'm going to make them do this, I need to get back to this. And so I started to send stuff back in and I just sent some like more middle grade stuff to some publishers and one of them sent back and they said, we like this. We think maybe you could change the tone a little bit and then resubmit it and then anything else you've got. And so, so I, I took it and I reworked it and then I sent it back and then I was like, oh yeah, I've got this pirate story that I'd worked on a long time. I just finished it. And I was like, I'll send that in too. And uh, they, they liked the pirate one. They left my other one. <laughs> so still waiting on that other one. But, but yeah, they, they liked the pirate one. And it was a really speedy process. And it's, uh, it's kind of a surreal moment to get that book sent to you after a while. You know, like we go through an editing process. It's pretty 
thorough and and then you know they send you the book and then they say all right go sell it <laughs> so it's very cool that's fantastic i've actually had an opportunity to read the book and uh why don't you take just a minute and give our listeners uh, a little background on the book the setting the plots the characters so this is it's called how to become a pirate hunter this is, follows this boy named eric he's in high school this is where i live so high school is the setting as always Eric is, the boy feels like he just doesn't have things going for him. Like, you know, like, he does just not fit in. But then he meets this girl named Charlotte. She's a new move in, and, and he meets her. And she's, there's something about her, and she sees something in him that nobody else has seen. And it turns out she has this ability to be able to see what people were naturally born to do. And that makes him nervous, because he's like, I, I, don't feel, I don't think I got any natural-born ability. But she... she eventually reveals to him that he was naturally born to be a pirate hunter. He was just born in the wrong time for it. And not only that, but she has a way to get him to experience his natural born ability. And so she, uh, depending on the phase of the moon and the location of his birth, they can, they can end up going to this, this old outpost, outpost in the Caribbean, and he gets to be uh, thrown into a situation where he has to hunt pirates. I, I love the fact that you capture in the book what I think a lot of High school students walk around feeling like, I don't know what my talents are. I don't know um, what I'm good at. And, and you capture that well in the story. I love that scene in the book with the, uh, one of the pirate brothers who uh, yeah. Charlotte's in with. And she looks down and says, oh, I really like your shoes. And he's like, you do? Yeah, like, I made those myself. Yeah. He, he turns yeah. out to be a naturally born shoemaker. Shoe designer, that's right. Yeah, so one of the infamous pirates that he's hunting is naturally born to be a shoe designer. Yeah, throws him a little off his <laughs> yeah uh, his pirate pirate ways, persona. But, but you know, like everybody has their passion. So you talk about the passion. You talk about things that you are interested in. But is there is there a lot of stuff you have to research too? Oftentimes there is. I'm actually for this one not as much because those are all my wheelhouse. But I actually just finished the sequel to this one. And I had to do. There's a natural born aqueduct engineer, which is way out of my league. I've got a cousin and cousin-in-law who are water engineers, so I had to use them quite a bit. Uh, but there are even even with this one, there are because there's older there's older equipment like a sailing. I now has changed from now to then, and so I had to learn a lot of the older equipment that they use. And I actually love because I'm I'm learning, but it is challenging. Like there are challenges to it because you want to make sure that you get things right. The last thing I like I have um, and. That same cousin who's an engineer, like a different story that I wrote, was like, writes back and is like, yeah, in this scene where they're falling and this happens, that's not how gravity works. I was like, oh, gosh, dang it. Why shouldn't I give this to an engineer? Because <laughs> I thought it was great. But I was like, that's true. i got to fix that. It's a, all a learning process. That's, that's the part of the fun. Yeah. You know, what I love is that um, there's a lot that goes in, as you said, to writing and publishing a book. Uh, writing is just in and of itself, there's a lot that goes into that process, the research, the, uh, the editing, that type of thing. On the publishing side, there's a lot of uh, back and forth there and, and discouragement. So I love the fact that you're giving your students that, that whole experience. So overall, what is it you want them to take out of this about writing and about publishing and, uh, as a student? Yeah, you know, I, it's been super valuable. In my, in my creative writing class, um, our final unit is Revise and Publish. And like I said, I, I, requ- I don't require them to submit. Um, if they choose not to submit, they just have to do a little bit more work. So most of them will submit to a publisher. 
just because it is a matter of being rejected. And I, like that seems pretty harsh, but what a lesson for people to have. Like you can't succeed until you're rejected. And that's, as a writer, like you have to learn to take your, your failures with some perspective. Like I sent uh, one of my previous stories into a, a New York publisher, you know, like it was a long shot. And they sent back a rejection letter. So my wife got it in the mail. She's like, oh, sorry. I was like, well, what did it say? And she's like, well, they said that you, you know, after the first chapter, you, you know, you could change a little bit this. And they liked the first chapter. Then I was like, are you serious? And she's like, yeah. Like, why are you so excited? They rejected you. And I was like, if they give personal feedback, that's a big deal. This is a big publishing company to give personal feedback. That means that they actually took the time and they want me to resubmit. And I'm like, that's, that's a rejection and my wife was just like that ah, that makes no sense at all but it does make sense like that is and i think that's an important thing for students to recognize that especially as they're getting into college or getting into a career and realizing that no field of academic study or no business is going to expect you to be perfect but they are going to expect someone that will learn from mistakes and i think that that is Somebody who can react to that and, and students who can see that, whether they go on to be writers or not, they're going to learn a really valuable skill. I mean, my favorite part is not the publishing. My favorite part is the writing. Like, I love the writing. And then it's just like, oh, here goes the chore. Like, now i got to write query letters and I've got to, you know, find the right publisher. It's, it's, it's work. But, but the writing itself is, is a joy. And, and, and publishing, too, can be a joy. It's, it's a process. And it, I'm still a teacher here. My books have not made me quite independent financially yet. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with those. But personally, I'm still writing, you know. It doesn't matter to me. I love stories and what they do for me. It helps me to sort out things in my life. Like when I'm trying to figure things out, like, I don't know exactly how close I am to this protagonist and from my story. But I think we all have those moments in life where we're not sure if we're making a difference, if we matter, if, you know. And, and I think writing this helps me think like, yeah, you do matter. It does matter what choices you make. And it, it, it makes a difference to those people around you if you choose not to do something or if you choose to do something. And I think writing shows you that. And it's a way to do that. And I, I think that it's, it's a valuable process all the way through. So uh, as long as I've known you, you've had what's called reader readers, readers yes. readers, mm -hmm. and yeah. uh, I've seen t-shirts. Uh, mm -hmm. I know the students get quite excited about that. My own son, who's 22, I think, saw you the other day and asked to be uh, put back on your reader, <laughs> yeah, readers on readers list. list. Yeah. Uh, tell us about that. So uh, this is actually a student-driven club. I had, I had had this list of books. So I, when I taught junior English, I had this list of books after we read our novel they chose which novel and then i said hey i still think these other novels are worth reading and so let you know if anyone wants to read them let me know i'll read with you and so they started a club they they came up with the name which uh, i was of course all for like yeah well that's a great name and uh and so it's this club that, that we pitch it as just like we we have fun and reading is involved kind of like reading is kind of a side thing and uh, and so it's it's evolved into just like activities and the books books are part of it. We have contests and we have things like that, like reading on vacation photo contests and and we're currently started a golf competition, a reading golf competition with the other schools in the valley, and uh, we just started that last week. And so we'll see how that goes. What advice do you have for anyone who thinks they want, might want to write something? Uh, you know, I get so many students that write, and I think a lot of them just feel discouraged, like there's no way I could be that next author. And I'm, 
I think I'm to the point where like, you don't have to be that next author. You might be. And that's the other thing. Like you honestly might be. I've had several students give me books from my creative writing class that they've published. Like it's, it's, it's out there. So first of all, you, you very well might be published. But second of all, it's such a soothing, uh, healthy thing to write stories, fiction, nonfiction, for yourself. Uh, in fact, my wife just, she, so when she went back to school, she went back for therapy and she was talking about this narrative therapy thing. And I was like, oh, this is music to my ears. I keep talking about it. Like, because it was is this, like, they sit them down and have them write stories. And then they say, tell us about this story that you've written. And it just is so healthy for them to be able to, writing helps you understand yourself better than just living your life. Like, if you just live your life and you don't reflect, uh, then you you can't sort things out. But writing makes, it forces you to sort things out. And certainly nonfiction, but I would argue maybe even more fiction. And in fiction, it's buried beneath characters and motivations. This is all the nerdy English teacher stuff about symbolism and stuff like that. Uh, but I think we get too much into like authors are doing it on purpose. I'm not, maybe some of them are. Um, but I think a lot of times we're just who we are. And beneath us is so much... We have so much potential, so much truth that we don't ever tap into until we write a story that rings true. And if we just write the story that's in us, like we get that much closer to sorting things out for ourselves, understanding our, our place in our communities and bringing people together, especially when we share it, like bringing people together, even if we're not like publishing it, just like with, with family members, with neighbors and friends, that helps us understand one another. Marty, it's been uh, a pleasure to interview you today. Um, impressive on what you do, both as a teacher, that you have shown your students that you can also write and, and get published yourself. Just inspiring. Thank you for all that you do for students in yeah. the Cache County School District. I'm going to give you an opportunity for a, a shameless plug. Where, where can our listeners find your book? Uh, Smithfield Library, <laughs> go check it out. <laughs> Save yourself some money. No, it's it's on Amazon. Um, I think there's a Kindle version too. You could get it on Amazon. I think that's the main place. Uh, there's Barnes and Noble. Most online places have it. I have the book table. Look look for a sequel. I finally finished it. It's way too long. The publisher's probably going to tell me to make it shorter. So. I've, Eric uh, and Charlotte in the book. Yeah, yeah. This now we're focused on Charlotte, so we get to see. So we got to see Eric as a natural born pirate hunter. But now Charlotte gets to learn a little bit more about herself as a seer. Like she's only touched the surface of what she can do, and uh, and then we we get a bunch of other cast of characters thrown in. We get a natural born aqueduct engineer, and natural born uh, gum tree gatherer, and uh, and a log herder. So. Well, it's a great, a great theme in the book uh, about how we all have a place in the world, something we're good at, something we can do. And I think that's, uh, send me your book. I want to yeah, yeah. read this, the second half. Yeah. It's fun to see because I think uh, you are a natural born teacher. Uh, yeah. And, and that's just evident. So I got one last question. Mm-hmm. Do you believe everyone has a story within them? I, I think we've got more than one story. I think that we've got more than we realize and our potential goes beyond what we understand and the the magic is discovering and rediscovering that story and then that's the, and then sharing it and then other people get that too and they're inspired by it yeah i think we got stories to tell and we should cool well thank you yeah thank you guys what a great opportunity to learn a little more about marty's experience with writing and publishing a book
Absolutely. I imagine that many Skyview students are inspired by Marty's example. It's pretty cool to be able to say that your teacher has written a book. Hopefully this podcast will encourage other teachers and maybe even some students to pursue their dream of being published. Thanks for listening to our podcast. The podcast posts bi-weekly, so make sure that you tune in and listen. And be sure to visit our website at www.ccsdut.org forward slash podcast, where there's more info about today's episode as well as pictures.